Rick, sigh and cuss angrily into the mic. Let the audience hear your anger. Let's hear your anger. I'm going to be real mad when we get out here and we just like stare at each other like, well, that was a movie. Now, you're going to be even more mad when we come out here and it's it's a phenomenal movie and we have so many things <laughs> to say about it, Rick. It will be a shocking turn of events. I'll, I'll put it that way. Why Why did anyone even request this? Is this just a they mean? fuck with us, probably. <laughs> then they, why look, did you let them? No. Why are you encouraging them to fuck with us? Because it's funny and your reaction is funny. I like <sighs> pissing you off. We did an entire Wes Anderson month. Yeah, but those are movies you can at least... About 50% because I enjoy, but the other 50% just because it pisses you off. But those are movies you can actually talk about there's not gonna be shit that's to talk not about what you this. said when we started watching them yeah when we started watching them you're like hey, this is shit and that's all i had to say about that <laughs> that's because i was leaning into the meme of me hating them for well, content if only there were memes about this movie you could lean into <laughs> this movie's about a bee called barry b <laughs> you're spoiling it <laughs> you can't spoil shit what we're yeah, wa- you can actually no i guess you can't spoil what we're watching because it is in the title before people listen. <laughs> whatever hi i'm Josh, I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and uh, I'm going to sue you for all the honey you got. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville, and fuck you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and you like jazz. <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and every time I say the word B, the movie speeds up by 20%. <laughs> if that were true, this might be endurable. <laughs> and we're opinionated. And tonight we're finally kicking off Listener Request Month with a banger. Uh, tonight we're watching B Movie. B Movie came out in 2007. It currently has a 49 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's Not shockingly bad. high. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, for what the reputation this movie has, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's an exponentially wide gambit. Like there's the well-regarded ones, and anything below that, it just it's just a myriad of shit. Shouldn't it be in the <laughs> mid 80s? Maybe it's just that like film critics have a strong overlap with B fetishists. See, I feel like it'd be the opposite. Like film critics would have the worst time with this, and that the audience score would be nice and high. I mean, do you Ooh, think no, there's the a audience lot of... score is not much higher? <laughs> B movie came out in 2007. It was written and starred by, written by Jerry Seinfeld, directed by Simon Smith and Steve Hickner, and it stars Jerry Seinfeld, Renee Zellweger, Matthew Broderick, Patrick Warburton, John Goodman, Chris Rock, and many others. I can't believe you got that many actors that I like to do this shit. Jay Liotta's in this. Barry B. Ray Liotta. Barry B. Sting is in this. (laughs) Uh. Okay, that's kind of (laughs) funny. Barry B. Benson, a B, just graduated from college, is disillusioned at his lone career choice, making honey. On a special trip outside the hive, Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, a florist in New York City. As their relationship question mark yeah. <laughs> blossoms he discovers humans actually eat honey and subsequently decides to sue them <laughs> fuck you josh so, who, boy. no 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 who, don't, wait don't, who requested don't, this don't say fuck me if you want to say fuck somebody you can say fuck john sektowski thank you john for From suggesting where? this over our email opinionated movie reviews at gmail.com we appreciate this suggestion uh, at least John, I do. Go shove a hive of bees up your ass. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I saw this movie when it came out. Uh, huh. re- recall very little of it aside from what has been turned into. What made memes. you want to see it like when it came out? I mean, it was 2007, and I had young siblings, and so it was one of the like, okay. hey, the family's going out for a family movie day, and so we went out and saw it. This was also so when I first got an Xbox mm-hmm, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my parents were weird around video games as in they, they thought it had a corrupting power over the youth. And so in an effort to balance out all the murdering I'd be doing in Halo, I suppose, they also insisted that for each game I got myself, I get a family friendly game that everyone could play. And so I thought they were, you were going to say like for every hour of Halo you play, you have to play one hour of the B movie game. That was the first family friendly game I got. So when I picked up my original, original like big fat white red mm-hmm. ring into the xbox 360 mm-hmm, i got mm-hmm. halo 3 <laughs> and i got b movie the game because it was like the cheapest game you could get <laughs> because for the family. it was family friendly <laughs> and uh, did it get played at all yes okay um i played it sometimes my siblings played it a little bit it was really shitty. Not nearly as good as I remember this movie being. Okay. Has anyone else here seen the B movie? I've no. only seen like the last eighth of it. Like 15 <laughs> okay. minutes of it, I guess. Sure. It, all, it would come on TV all the time, but for whatever reason, I only ever see that. But I know that the it has the same starting point as every other Bugs Life and mm. Ants. or what, like For some reason, it's this weird, almost New Yorker-style... Semi, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, semi-Jewish bug that's like, I don't like my long life. Why don't I go out and go on an adventure? Except this one has fucking humans. <laughs> sure. Okay. I have only seen the memes. Fair enough. Rick, have you seen this? No. Oh, you've got, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> I don't gonna, think we are. You guys are going to have a, a, a buzzing good time. <laughs> go buzz yourself. <laughs> What's the deal with Rick not Man. liking this movie? <laughs> it's a shame we can't lead into a Manscaped ad with that go buzz yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to having these guys watch it for the first time and remembering the movie because it's been a very hot minute since I've seen it. Uh, before we go, if you want to help support us, you can do so on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content there. Listener requests, first impressions, as well as early access to all of our episodes. Whenever we're done editing, it goes up on the Patreon before it goes up anywhere else. So if you want to access those early, go support us there. Again, it's patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching The Bee Movie. Also, the tagline for The Bee Movie is, Honey just got funny. Mm. I bet he came up on I, I bet he did. <laughs> For thousands of years, humans have misunderstood them and feared them. Now, one bee in a turtleneck sweater is going to change everything. Stand back. These are winter boots. Wait. Why does his life have any less value than yours? This fall, I got to say something. You like jazz? <gasps> You're talking to humans. You're flying outside the hive. Whoa! Barry B. Benson. So you see soda spilled on a sidewalk and you don't drink it? Is a little bee. He's not bothering anybody. Get out of here, you creep. Discovering a big secret. How did this get here? It's just honey, Barry. This is stealing. Cute bee. Golden Blossom. Ray Liotta Private Select. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. You have a plan? Yes. That's not a fetish. That's more of a personal interest. <laughs> I don't believe you. A sexual interest, or you just uh, you're just fascinated, like a bio like a biology class interest, where it's like, hmm, whale penises. I, I, I guess. I or don't like know. turtle penises. I'm asking Cause, you, cause, oh boy, because you're the one that Rick has said you. Well, got it's to- not sexual. I just am really interested in what other things genitalia look like. That, okay. Well, I mean, that's good. I'm glad you added. Is that most of what you draw? What is that most of what you draw? Animal dicks, listeners. 
At the end of every episode, we ask you to go to Spotify and leave us a rating. <laughs> at the end of this episode, I'm going to ask that you don't and you give another that's episode not, a chance. That's not true. Because I, no, we shut the fuck up, Rick. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, Rick. Shut the fuck up. It's going to be great, Rick. This 37-minute podcast. No, we, we've done wor- We've done better with worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Have also, we? also <laughs> I want it on record that throughout this movie, regularly, three people were <laughs> laughing Consistently at mild the jokes. Guffaws. Consistently. I will take laughing. a mild guffaw over several movies we've watched. Yeah, no, consistently laughing at the dumb jokes in this movie. And one person was angrily sulking in the corner. Well, Rick. <laughs> grumpily sleeping. It's probably more accurate yeah, for you, a good you, part of it. You sulked yourself into a nap, is what happened. Well, I mean, to be fair to me, I did only get a couple hours of sleep last night because I literally well, got that's home from fair. You, on a you, flight. This you morning. traveled. So yeah. you've got a little bit of an excuse. But I don't understand why you were so butthurt about this movie. It's just not interesting. It's funny. It's stupid. Yes. But it's interesting to think about like the making and stuff of it. Like how did this, I thought this was one of those like famous, like you pitch a movie and then you ask for way more money than you need for, it, even though you know it's going to be a failure. Of like a Adam Sandler yeah. when he makes Jack mm-hmm. and Jill. You still make a bunch of money off sure. of it. Sure, yeah. But? But uh, apparently he, this, this was an passion, actual, this yeah, is a passion, this is a passion project, project for Jerry for Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. How long did you say it took to make this movie? 12 years. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld spent 12 years mm-hmm. trying to create that. Yes. He was One, cost five times more to make than Shrek. <laughs> yeah. The, the budget for this movie was $150 million. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? He w- made $293 million at the box office. Oh. So it was a successful movie. It made almost sure. twice as much as it cost. A hundred and fifty million dollars for that. Look, when you have to render that much beefas, that's the only thing I can figure uh, is that it was people that didn't know how to do what they did, so they had to like pay for twelve years worth of animation to figure this shit or out. Or just you know, when it's a passion project like it is for Jerry Seinfeld, you just got to really make sure that the movie's nice and tight. I mean, we we said the but- Brian didn't you say that he had like a million different versions of bees yeah. that they went uh, well, through to I refine know. it to was just perfect. So they got I the d- perfect Barry B. Benson. Apparently he was supposed to just look like a yellow Jerry Seinfeld with a swagger on <laughs> as a bee. I mean, he kind of did. And well, No, he no, doesn't he, look like Jerry Seinfeld. He is in, in, his friend looks like more like Jerry Seinfeld than Barry Benson He does. is in that same way that whenever you animate or 3D animate characters and they like kind of make it look like the character who's yeah. voicing them. Yeah. It's like that, but it's not like... Yeah, it's sort if of like, I didn't hear him talk, he could be fucking anyone. Exactly. Like the there's something about the way that Bowser talks in the like newest trailer that I instantly get, oh, that's Jack Black. Yeah. Like I, I pull that from even from though the they just changed him a little bit in like the way he moves and stuff. It's yeah. enough to pick up on what he is. Yeah. I guess that's where the hundred and fifty million went, because like it didn't go to the script. <laughs> this movie's not good, guys. Well, I mean, they had to be doing something for twelve years other than like they weren't researching bee facts because it opens with a no, obvious okay. myth about <laughs> yes, bees. Let's get into the setting where we have, we're introduced <laughs> to this hive, yes. which is not just like full of what you might expect if you've ever looked at a beehive. It's not just like honeycomb. It's like a it's combination a t- of a factory and like an apartment complex. And a futuristic like city. Yeah. And a futuristic city. And the factory is all like they've, 
they've come up with because it's not just like reimagining how bees actually make honey. Where yeah. It's like, oh, and here's because, you know, bees will come in and communicate with dances to talk about how where the pollen is. They, they don't like do that. the Did, dances. And they'll run I mean, a train they do, on the they, queen. That's sort of the, the very ending. They didn't they just didn't foreshadow it at all. Yeah, but they didn't do that for their regular like bee yeah, shit. I agree. But in this one, they've got like honey taffy pullers as part of the system yeah. and then they've also got a river a, of honey a, a river that they of use honey that they use for like guided honey factory well, it works the pollen the way- just becomes honey no, well they have nectar. a machine that they does get it. rid of the pollen and it's just the nectar that becomes the honey okay okay there's a there's a role in the honey production line called the krellman <laughs> which is you are one of several bees strapped to a rotating wheel like spokes yeah on a that they, could, yeah. they could just put the little they finger have, like, dobbler pole, on the right? pole that's right and, there. And, and as a Krellman worker, you wear a finger hat, mm-hmm. like one of the giant foam fingers, except it's, I guess... On made, your head. Yeah, on your yeah. head. And then you go around and you collect the last drop of honey off of... That's on every That's on every container honey. Container. It saved like millions of gallons of honey this way. I yes. want to see jerry seinfeld explaining this to an exhausted cartoonist who is like like the guy who is doing the animation no you this. don't understand like there's a just... krellman and also the executive who's going to green light this with 150 fucking million dollars apparently I mean, steven spielberg like they, at least according to the brian story yeah. i mean he was regalous with those details i don't know how that shit like apparently they had dinger together often enough for him to be good pals with him because he pitched this movie to him because he never he never wanted to be in a movie and he also didn't want to be in an anime movie but he finally came up with a movie he wanted to be in that he made himself the B movie <laughs> over dinger he pitched it to him he's like I've gotta make this movie I'll make this work tonight and before like before Jerry even knew it was like like it was an official thing he just thought he was like spitballing with this dude he's like yeah we're making the movie I think that that's what happened had to have happened because like even though you told me it took 12 years yeah. I feel like this script took 12 minutes. Yeah, I No, 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 no. And, and and I disagree because one of the reasons I like at least the first two thirds of the movie sure. uh, is because the jokes are just nonstop. Which is fun. Which is I, fun and, <laughs> and and I enjoy it because it'll be like Here's a one-off bee pun, and then immediately there's like a visual bee gag behind. But it's right. also kind of like New Yorker. Yeah, and then uh, there's and then there's a flyby joke about bees that he says with his bee friend Adam Flayman, and then and like Barry is going through the factory getting the tour because he's supposed to be deciding on what yeah, job fresh he wants out to of have. His nine right. days of all education he'll ever get. Right, and as they're in like these guided carts. There's a PA system that also, for some reason, go, like has the exact same announcement, but in Spanish. Because, <laughs> well, and that's another thing that I really like is just how little sense the like world of bees doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. <laughs> Any bit of sense because like he tar- starts talking to the woman, and despite the fact that bees in this universe have this like strange futuristic city that they make out of <laughs> with their in their in their sure. like hives. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like fucking and the Yu-Gi-Oh fact that they wear everything. goddamn clothes. They wear clothes. They have, they have bee cars. All of them wear clothes. No, no. Only, they only wear some clothes. They don't wear pants. They, yeah. they wear they, shoes. They, they but if I saw it. a bunny with shoes and a sweater, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with that bunny? <laughs> By the way, um, they have this factory, which is the product of marvelous engineering. Yes. They have careers within this organization for like the whole month that they live. And, and, and not just not just like honey making careers, but also like, hey, this is like our. This Cleaning is our, out the crud. Th- 
Well, but also this is our like research and development lab. We're testing like a the, helmet the, that a can helmet survive. Defends you against being stomped on by a shoe. Yeah, and like very ridiculous. Again, that's just one of the many like kind of very sure. quick here and there sight gags, and the movie moves on. And you can pick any of these jobs except for the one job he wants to do that you have to be bred for, which is fucking yeah. Yeah. Oh, a V-Rile. You don't have to be bred for it, obviously, because he does it just fine. Well, they didn't know that because they're bees. well. It's part of bee culture. <laughs> What? <laughs> you have to be you have to be one of the Chad bees in order Did to Did you never be... see Anne? Here's the yeah. thing. One, you don't cuz he does it and it's fine and it's like never comes up in any way that he is deficient in some way because he wasn't bred for. Right, it. They give him such a hard time about wanting to be a bee jockey. Like if you want to see what you're made of, kid. We're flying at 0900 But tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to be really cool about and it because we're just, pretty cool dudes. Yeah, they're just like, super friendly about let's, it. Let's, let's show you the ropes, kid. This is how we use our like uh, our pollen sucking gun. Yeah. We got our goggles that help us to find the flowers and shit. Like, it, oh, this is great. It goes from like, this is clearly a, like they're bullying him and yeah. like going to fuck him over as soon as they're out of the hive. I and expected like, that moment the movie. out of uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Like they're yeah. going to get him out yeah. of the hive and just totally ditch him. 100%. Well, and, and it, they thought he wouldn't up, have the stinger for it. It ends up being like the decent high school jocks who are like, they're picking on the nerd. Yeah. But, but the moment the nerd like kind of stands up for himself, they're like, you know what? You're all right, nerd. Come you on, showed man. up. Let you me show you how to live weights. Be you less can, of a nerd. You have you, have you guys seen Ants? Do you remember yeah. Ants? Yeah. This is Ants. No. This happens in Ants. Oh, you mean this particular moment? I thought you meant yeah. the whole movie. You know, no, it's also except, with like open war. <laughs> except his like best friend, instead of being like a little nerdy oh, dude, wait, no, is one Bugs of the life. soldiers. I haven't seen Ants. Who's like the pollen jockey of that world. It's like, hey, but I want, I, I'm tired of being a soldier. I want to live and dig tunnels like you. So they trade places. Mm, gotcha. And it, it's the okay, same fucking thing. Played by uh, Sylvester Stallone, right? I think so. I have not seen Ants. I have no idea what you're talking about. Go watch Ants on no. your own time. Request. Ants. Sure, I'll do that. It's actually a good no. movie, or this so child Caleb remembers. Bug movie month. <laughs> I'm willing to bet the ants is superior no. to this. It's not great, but it is superior to this. It's not a high bar. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, the the pollen jocks are like, you can come and and go on an outside run with us if you're B enough, Buzz Boy. And Barry's <laughs> all like, maybe like, I don't okay, want okay, to go back to my run. Come on, buddy, let's go. You had the bee balls afterwards. Don't worry, boss. We're taking the kid out with us. All right, and, and fucking no one like has brought up the fact that whatever honey you say, is, Maverick, is everything, and that like it is mouthwash, it's toothpaste, it's deodorant, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gas for their cars. Like they figured it's it water to out. swim in. Yes, it's what you put in the IV if you get hurt. Yeah, it's it's all per- it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but with honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? It's like you, you where honey? they use cards for you know, everything. You know when you use cards for your I, your slow eye. <laughs> <Yeah. for everything. laughs> you, you know, the only thing that can bring you back is your like, oh, dark magician, please. <laughs> yeah. so you use a card so I can to like, get out cut yourself this. to make the initial incision, and then you just kind of shove the uh, card. You roll in up there. a card and yeah. put it in there. <laughs> You're so, all better. <laughs> so blue Barry, eyes, white dragon. <laughs> Barry, Barry's going with the pollen jocks on his outdoor run because. He, you know, as he after he's graduated college and immediately goes into the honey factory. Yeah, tour, all three whole he, days of college. Yeah, he yeah. he realizes he took a day off to for the first time for Somehow. some reason, despite like being a bee in this bee culture where they all know everything about being a bee. To be fair, it's been nine days. I mean, there's only sure, so much you but, can learn in nine fi- fucking days. He finds out that he's gonna have to pick his bee honey making job and stick with it for the rest of his life, and then he'll die. Yeah, and he gets really bothered by it. Whereas every other bee is like, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. 
And it doesn't really seem like he fixes that, but he somehow fixes that. He no, just he wants doesn't. a little more adventure <laughs> in his life, so well, he wants to be the B-Jock. Yeah, but he gets to be a B-Jock, so apparently he changes the system enough for himself. I assume <laughs> other people can do other things. I mean, I Even th- though that's the only other job there is that they can't do. Why He changed a utopic, futuristic society where they have basically no problems. Well, except that you work until except you die you and you never yourself. get to make that's choices. Just but normal. none of the bees care. None of yeah. the bees are bothered. Like, no one bothers. Yeah, see, if you're not okay, bothered okay, by it, like it's not bad. It'd be a little different if they're taking the factory tour and every single bee is just like hunched oh, over, uh-huh. like grizzled. But instead, they're taking the tour and every bee that they come across in their honey-making it's jobs are like, right. top of the morning. I love being a Krellman finger boy. Yeah. And like fast the- forward to later on, things happen we're going to get into, but their culture is disrupted and it makes Ken absolutely miserable. Yeah. Like he becomes a depressed slob who's like mm-hmm. squirting in honey cream yeah. into his mouth doing jack shit. Uh-huh. Because oh, he- apparently they can't have jobs now that they don't make honey. Basically, Even though he's right. allowed to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, wait, wait, wait. So, I need to point this out. Like, go ahead. there is no reason for the, like, n- the beginning of this movie to not make any sense. Like, we've already pointed out this part that yeah. we've, we've talked about here. Like, he doesn't need to have, like, to not be able to be a a like B because he was bred that way. He just makes it on the team anyway. So just have him yeah. be on the he team. He has no trouble yeah. like, there's whatsoever. There's no keeping for up. And with him. later in the movie, like when he gets in trouble at this point, when he like gets stuck to the tennis ball, there's no reason for the jocks to not have caused that incident because they were being dicks earlier. So like, why not, not just continue mean. that threat? Not like me. Yeah, They're but for like, the story, so there's no reason. So just not don't to have make him be d- assholes at the beginning. Just have them like walk up and be like, well, Hey, buddy, no. you want to come and be a Paula jock? Come on, man. We're gonna leave it nine in the morning we'll give you a tour show you what we it's don't, like we well, don't Rick, have Rick. time for that story arc now that we have a a, a, a suing story arc and a romance yeah. story arc also cross species also that made it harder it was harder to write three jokes to fit in 10 seconds with that premise rather than the pollen jocks being a little bit of bullies at the very beginning do bees actually just really love tennis I don't balls feel like i'm anything. assuming that's gotta be an end joke because it seemed like it's weird that they're like they're not flowers but I I fucking love these I don't think that's a thing I don't know that bees I think it was just a tennis balls are yellow joke and I've never heard of like bees getting stuck to tennis balls so I think that (laughs) this is just some bullshit that Jerry Seinfeld like shat out in 15 minutes because he he wasn't thinking about this it'd be a fun no he shat out in 12 years Rick 12 years I think he got drunk at a dinner with he wasn't drunk for 12 years Rick you don't know that I think he got drunk at that dinner with Spielberg and then like said, like, hey, you know, it'd be funny if we did a, a B movie. No, and then no. Spielberg he, was like, yes, had it planned out it. before he got to. Spielberg. I think it's that's the thing he said project. later. <laughs> he is passionate about the bees. Nothing in this movie feels like it had an ounce of passion in it. <laughs> Not a scene uh, of this movie. He was passionate about the honey. Bees do like playing with balls. Yeah. Not tennis balls, though. Like balls, like about as big as them, they'll grab it. And gig up on their back and just roll it between their legs. That's fun. I like yeah. a I ball like as the, big as a tennis ball. No, no a ball as big, as, big as, a bee. as a bee. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Like, the? like a small, yeah. No, that small, that makes much more sense. Yeah. I'm like, bees aren't ants. They can't I, carry fifty you know times their weight. You know what? I like I mean, that. They, I like they, that they animals you wouldn't typically expect to play still enjoy playing. Yeah. yeah. 
I always assume they just got confused. Like, uh-huh, I'm like getting which like stimulus I saw, I saw I'm like grabbing. I saw a video of bitch. an armadillo like rolling around and playing. The yeah. other day. I was like, that's really cute. I didn't know armadillos were a playful animal. Do you like that sometimes animals that you wouldn't think want to fuck women, <laughs> human <laughs> women specifically, <laughs> do yeah, actually? Home record. Let me. Yeah, let me well, talk, well, let's would, talk about dolphins for a minute here. Um, <laughs> what if you figured out that there was a dolphin law that dolphins can't talk to women, even though they're in love with human women? I mean, from some of the stories I've heard, that might be a good thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Because, so so Barry's out on his trip with the pollen jocks. It goes awry. He gets stuck to a tennis ball that they think are flowers, and he gets knocked. Even though they have high-tech holographic like visors that tell them what flowers are, apparently it's no, just like it color just tells them coded. what colors are. Apparently, it's like yeah. our visors are coded for yellow. And pollen only inside of yellow flowers. Is are bees colorblind? Like because they didn't bring that up. There's no reason for them to I have those fucking visors. It's pretty obvious. What's I mean, they are morons. Like half it. the bees, the bees in this movie are bafflingly stupid at times, despite the fact that yeah, they're just basically random, normal people. They all seem perfectly intelligent, then all of a sudden they're stupid. But yeah, then they're like fine he'll again. he'll run into stupid a window seven hundred oh, times yeah. and be like, oh, yeah. ah, maybe this time. Oh, it's no, just okay, diabolical. That's, that's a. I like. No, I like they have. But they have glass in the hive. Bee glass. It's made of honey, Rick. It was a. It was a little more opaque. Maybe they can't make perfectly clear glass with honey. Rick, everything in Beetopia is made from honey. I hate this movie so much, <laughs> and I hate you for making me watch it. Don't hate me. I do hate wax. you. You chose why they, this. Why don't they bring up wax? Wax is like a big shit with them. I mean, yeah, yeah, they make wax. wax. That's what they're. That's what the kive is made of. Yeah, but they don't. It's not like honey. Oh, why didn't they? Yeah. Make, yeah. Like, because Jerry Seinfeld spent 15 minutes spitting out this this script. No, that's fine. 12 years, right? That's fine if he did that. I like to think that, like, they would come to him and be like, all right, what's this next scene? And he would go, fuck, I forgot to write the next scene. Um, He he surfs in the toilet on a file. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let's get, okay, let's get to the part where he's talking with Renee Zellweger. Speaking of the next scene, uh, so he's attracted to the tennis ball. He gets whacked on a little, little bit. One of the people sees him on the tennis ball and that throws their shot off and they wind up yeeting the tennis ball Throughout out of the New tennis York. court. Yeah. Like down the, whatever the street is this next to Central sure. Park. Yeah. I think there's hypothet- a few. Yeah, sure. whatever. Anyway, he winds up like <laughs> flying around like crazy. He gets sucked into a car where the internal combustion engine, like he's inside the cylinder. It detonates and it he's just kind of poots him out. durable if he can't, even though he can't take like a very specific number of pages in a rolled-up magazine. <laughs> Seventy-eight yeah. pages. Yeah. That he he gets knocked around, and as he finally escapes getting knocked around, he's like, "Oh, everything's going all right." That's when the rain comes in, mm. and he's been told earlier bees can't fly in the rain, and he's flying around, but you know he gets hit by some raindrops, and eventually he has to make his way to like a little windowsill of flowers or whatever. It's very frustrating me that this movie starts with a like bees can do this be- they can fly despite the fact that aerodynamics says that they can't even mm. that's bullshit it's, it's just, just a fun thing to say it, it is but yeah. it's it's very annoying that they, they the movie makes a big point of like bees can do it because just bees believe in themselves and they say fuck it's your like, rules according to all known laws of aquatics yeah eels can't swim <laughs> but, but the eels just don't give yeah. a shit but then this movie is like but we can't fly in rain because like the laws of aerodynamics I guess just say that we can't fucking fly in rain oh, like, just don't, that, don't. That, that, that one makes sense I mean a lot of things that tiny wouldn't be able to fly in rain. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, but if the reasoning is that the bees are just saying, fuck it, we can just, with the power of our sheer build, will. They can't believe their, their way will, through water. But they can believe their way through their tiny wings flying them away? I bet they could in this movie if they did, but they don't. Listen, if he had remembered to pack his bee umbrella, if he had remembered to pack his bee umbrella,
Cruella, I think in this movie he could have gotten away with it. I hate this movie so much. You know it's true though. I want I want this movie to he, never have existed. He lands on the windowsill <laughs> to go home. Of, and it's well, it seemed really terrifying that like rain stops them from flying, but it didn't really seem like there was that bag of a consequence. Like if it seems like in he the would movie, just be on the ground and walk around. Later sure. in the movie, at the climax of the movie, the bees not only fly through a thunderstorm, they also manage to fly a plane through a thunderstorm. Well, it's not a rainstorm. There's and just those light. are the pollen jocks. All right, they're a little tougher. The, that that jocks all the, the, built the pollen jocks, the pollen jocks are they're literally the ones who said, business. the pollen jocks are literally the ones that say, we can't fly in rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's you know, it's one of those like precautionary things for Fuck them. Fuck this movie. <laughs> it's like driving in rain. You just need to be more careful. Right, right. Um, he Barry makes it out of the rain and lands on the windowsill. Where there's like of, a little windowsill garden. Yeah, yeah. Of Vanessa and Ken. Renee Zellweger and the guy that does Joe Swanson. Which, by the way, hey, th- he, this happens hey, after he has been flying for about a minute after getting hit with the tennis ball, right? Sure. And Patrick somehow Warburton. the yeah. two people who were the people he was like, who were playing the tennis game, they are Patrick Warburton and Vanessa in this scene. Like they're I the mean, ones they were who right are down there. the street. Yeah. But it's weird that they were like, oh, that B, we lost our tennis ball. I guess we're going home. If you look at right everyone's model, except there. for the three main humans, the Vanessa, they're all the same. Ken. Well, no, Vanessa, Ken, and the, uh, the lawyer, they're all way lower poly and shiggy compared to yeah, their Yeah, and it's a lot harder to tell them apart. It's the same reason that, like, in the original Toy Story that uh, Andy, every like, kid every is kid Andy. Andy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he He flies his way into their home, and Patrick Warburton, it, Ken, is like, I'm allergic to bees. Yeah. And then he... I get rather than trying to swat it with something, he takes off his boots to try and stomp it. Yeah, it's difficult to but understand what's happening in this scene, if I'm being honest. He's trying to kill Barry. He's trying now, to kill the Before bee. he starts trying to kill Barry, there's the scene where like he's trying to interview for a job and he's no, trying I to advertise. He's showing his friends his brochure that he made of his Yeah, he's like, uh, I made my I resume, made my into, resume a brochure. into a brochure, Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not understand what was going on. Because it was here. nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was it was the equivalent of Lorem Ipsum in the it background. Was, it was Jerry Seinfeld was asked to come up with a scene that day, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't write that scene." No, he wrote that scene for twelve years, right? <laughs> One scene over, time, and over and the day over he needed it. Uh, and 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 realistically, Ken has a aside from trying to use boots to kill it instead of something reasonable. Yeah. Like it's not weird that he tries to kill a bee, given no. that he's allergic. And also, Vanessa, that he apparently doesn't Vanessa. know that bees are sentient beings. Well, yeah, exactly. I hate Vanessa in this movie because, e- like, even before she knows that Barry can talk and all that shit, she's it's like she knows that her boyfriend has a bee allergy where he could die. Yeah, and she captures it and says, "What gives you the idea that your life is worth any more than this bee?" <laughs> If my wife to- captured a bug and told me, Josh, your life is worth the same as this bug, I would I would be livid. Josh, if your wife was holding a puppy and you like no, it had a puppy not, in one it's hand, different because I know a, my wife. If a serial what? killer <laughs> had a gun to your it's head different. and a puck under a puppy's head and said, Sarah, which one am I killing? You ain't walking out of there that day, Josh. It's different. It's a I, okay. Look, I knew that when I married. Hold her. on, I signed up for that shit. You say that's different, but they live in a world where they kill. Kidnap bees. If and, I was a well, hold on, no, hold on. Allergic to dogs. <laughs> this is story. about dog. This is about clearly sentient things they've just never spoken to. Because when they kidnap them, they 
have little apartments that they live in with pictures of each other in clothing and shit. They're like, oh, they're just fucking no, stupid. No, that, That's just a coincidence. Those are the evil, evil beekeepers who sneer at each other and cackle maniacally about Anytime how you've seen a bee in this world, more, they've they seen so. that it has shoes and a swagger. <laughs> Like, they're not just like, huh, what a weird coincidence that its feet and shirt look like a sweater and shoes. Evidently, just no one's ever taken a close look at a bee before, Apparently. guys. They consistently hear, like, tiny screaming, and they're like, oh, that's just the wind. Okay, you know what? I think I just figured out how, how Seinfeld pitched this movie. He just said, hey, Spielberg, I want to do Schindler's List, but with bees. And he was because he just way? described a concentration camp, but for bees, they have tiny sweaters and shoes. Yeah, but and no I, don't, I don't think that was the main part of the Hold concentration camp. Concentration camp. I don't think. I don't think in Schindler's List he was like, you know, what's really gonna make this. I haven't like, seen Schindler's List, so you know, know. you know, what's gonna make was a this scene like, honey. oh man, super emotional gut punch, like true to history. We're gonna give them sweaters and shoes. Yeah. Wait, do concentration camps produce things? Uh, I mean, I think I it, think like so. I think they like do make them do like hard La- labor, labor that kind camps. Of thing. Yeah. Often oh, okay. Also, Schindler was a German, not a Jew. Well, yeah, but I mean, like right, it was about it was, was a, about he the, was helping the Jews yeah. who were in the concentration camp. Right, but if Barry is the equivalent to Schindler, that it doesn't make sense. No, the leg because would be of the species I don't think, situation. I don't think any of this. Makes I want to get off of the whole Holocaust <laughs> discussion and back to our goofy movie about bees. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Barry, after being saved by Vanessa, decides, you know what? Screw the B law that says that despite the fact we all speak like language. For no reason. There's we're no not reason for this law to exist. Over the course of the 6,000, no, like 18,000 years of human history, not a single bee has ever broken this law. I'm sure they and have. And not a single human has ever noticed. Hey, do you guys ever notice how like bees make tiny futuristic cities that like and have like cars and shit no. and also why would that rule been invented that's against the bee laws Rick if you saw another species for a species human to notice them because yes. there's five of them why would you not talk to it yeah he's just got a little bee face he's got a human face he just has antenna why would you not talk to each other if I saw a roach carrying a briefcase wearing shoes and getting into his little roach mobile to drive to work I would ask I would without knowing whether he could talk or not I'd at least try to start a conversation with that roach hey Jerry what's up <laughs> do, do bee smokers really use nicotine and tar and shit I think so huh I know I just I don't know let me, was, let me look that uh, up I, I, I don't know I, I always thought it was like you just burn some wood, like yeah, what hickory I chips or something. I know something that's how that, it like, works. You blow air on it, and it's going to like uh, yeah. stir up the a- Anyway. Uh, the best overall fuel is cotton. Let's okay, go to Google. I don't, think that, I don't think cotton's got a lot of nicotine in it, if I'm honest. But it gives cool smoke due to its, its smolders, and it never has a... Oh, the ad came up. <laughs> <laughs> never has an open flame. That's the good thing. Listen, oh, okay. listen. Barry goes in to thank Vanessa, and he breaks the B laws, which says that you're not allowed to. Just got his stingers life. real hard right now. Because he was raised right, and when a human saves your life, you break all your B codes and thank her properly. Precisely. Uh, and Vanessa has a strange reaction to this. The initial reaction is okay, where she's like, "Oh, what's going oh, on? I'm a dreaming. bee's talking to me. I'm dreaming. That's super weird." And she like. It's the equivalent of trying to pinch yourself. She's got like a fork because she's cleaning up from their party and Mm. she stabs herself in the hand. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm not dreaming. But there's like a little bit after that where she knows she's not dreaming. She's established that and she's still talking to the bee. And 
And then she's like, can I offer you some coffee, Barry B. Benson? And he's like, oh, actually, you know, I'd love some coffee. And she goes over to pour him coffee and just starts pouring coffee on the floor. Mm. And it's never addressed. And then the well, scene just cuts. It's, it's, it's a visual gag. It's She's not a good still one, going crazy. It's just a dumb yeah, visual, no, a bad visual gag. But, but, but it yeah, cuts to her not being it. crazy anymore. It cuts to her up on the rooftop she with her Barry coffee and sharing co- coffee and rum cake. Is that Which, not a little crazy? And she offers him a full-size piece of rum cake yes. and in a full-size cup of coffee. Yes. Which is a hundred times the volume of his body. Yes. Yes. It would be as though someone like offered you a small pool to drink. Rick, would you like a margarita? <laughs> no, because I as like large as your house. But if you gave me a pool of Dr. I have Pepper, a garage full of margarita. <laughs> if you gave me a garage full of Dr. Pepper, I might take you up on it. Oh gosh, uh, they have a little talk. They start hitting it off. It's a little weird. He wants to this bee. I don't this know woman if wants she wants to fuck because she could, wants to fuck. Well, she's clearly instigating him. Either but he had like a vision of like being in love with her versus her just being like really nice to him. Either. She wants to fuck this bee, or she wants to use this bee for selfish gain. Well, yeah, well, she has think, everything she wants. You think though. right because any other movie where someone comes upon a talking animal that isn't supposed to be talking, yeah, they're like, oh, I, you know, make take her to the circus. I've got the world's only talking bee or something. She's just like, you know what? I, I'm gonna strike Let's up just a casual out. friendship with this fellow. She has everything she wants. She doesn't want to be a lawyer or a doctor. She, she wants, wants to, to be, be a florist. florist. They they bond over their shared hatred of plastic flowers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which he would never have encountered ever at any point in his life because he's only been out of the hive this one time. They have news, though. Like, they have windows and shit. Yeah, but he doesn't go outside. They have, does, why would they, he hate these they things? Have he hates the idea of them. It's B Channel 4. But he talks as though these, this is a common problem B in Channel his life. B Channel 4 definitely Yeah, but like, nuclear bombs are the hit. worst, right? You've never hit been hit by a nuclear bomb, but you know they fucking suck. <laughs> but I don't, like, go around talking to people like, hey, guess what? Nuclear bombs, man, those suck. Yeah, but if you met, like, an alien who also didn't like nuclear bombs, you could and you were sharing, over that. I would probably and you were sharing your garage full of Dr. Pepper with him. <laughs> I would show him Fallout and be like, hey, but nukes could cause a really cool post-apocalyptic wasteland where you're just the 50s. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say you're not going to be our representative towards the alien race at that point. <laughs> probably wise. Yeah, you should not make me that, but the aliens will think I'm cool. You're so casually over here like, you know what, alien? <laughs> I think post-apocalypse is fun. You look like the guy that could start apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Bad representative. Uh, there, so Barry's like, "Oh, look at the time! I've got to go back to the the high bop of the boopy." And he winds no up. Reason. He like, goes via and that the the movie <laughs> specifies it this way. He's asked like, "Oh, how did you get back to the hive?" And his response is, "Poodle." poodle. That's that it. That was funny. Do, do, that was funny. I like that. Do bees ride poodles? Barry does. Wait, because their wings get tired. Do you want to run everywhere? There is not a he single just got point in, in this and movie. Boy, are his wings tired. There's a, not a single point in this movie where he brings up that his wings get tired. Yeah, also, that's why later yeah, on, you see him as he's flying with the pollen jocks. That's why he lays down on the tennis ball at first. It's no, like, he just wanted no, to. He just wanted to fuck it. He wanted to fuck it. He didn't want to fuck it. When he is riding her shoulder, she says, So why are you riding my shoulder and not just flying around everywhere? Like, Oh, why don't you just run around everywhere? Don't your legs get tired? He exactly. makes that joke. Yeah. Now, the bees also do wind up flying at 
basically the speed of light. Supersonic speeds. That's yeah. not the speed. That's These not are not close five. to the speed These of light. These are bees but that are strong speeds. enough in, in to lift a plane, there's hold a, it in place there's steadily, and then fly it around in a circle. I don't know how. It reminds me. It reminds me of that. Joke oh wait, of let me be who, clear. Who would win? A trillion lions or the, the sun? sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would like to see how much space a trillion lions would take up. Not the sun. Mm. Shout Not out to the sun. Mm. Shout out to Galactic Kraken because they did a song about that it's tigers but it's it's about that but i mean that's the basic idea at the end of the movie with these bees in the plane is you know enough bees could do that to a plane yeah enough yeah enough. Yes. maybe yes wait there's supposed to be at least a million of them don't don't and, and we haven't gotten there yet so we'll have to come back to this but rick I know all of be kind cares about this plane it has the only flowers in existence left in the world yeah, only one so hive much. shows up. Anyway. Also, also not counting all of the other flowers in the parade that they left. Right. I hate so, this movie so much. Anyway, uh, Barry is on a date with Vanessa, and they're yeah. in a supermarket, and he sees, dun, 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 honey. there are jars of honey on the shelves. And he gets livid. <laughs> he is horrified. He cannot fathom that these horrible humans would rob them of what is literally their... Their bee livelihoods. They're everything. Yeah. They're panacea. They're it's cure organic. all. It's organic. It is. They're everything. It's not as though his hive had a like a bee, low a honey shortage. Yeah, he was literally. They were literally using it as part of a tour to like use it like water as part of a lift. But they have to work until they die. And if they didn't have to do that, everyone they has to work juice. until they die. That's part of living. That's you just have to continue to exist. That's because the big None corporations are off. stealing our honey. And this is where that this was the tour. None political. of them get a day off. <laughs> they seem ecstatic about it. That doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about capitalism. Let's not. Let's <laughs> Barry decides. <clears throat> Barry decides. He's, he's going to get to the bottom of this. He's well, not just get to the bottom of this. He, he well, he, he does decide he's going to go on some fact finding right before hmm. he uh, decides to yeah, sue the he whole. He takes a sharpie and he paints he his yellow his stripes yellow black. Stripes. He doesn't touch his sweater. But his stripes are black now. That's right. Uh, and he he goes uh, full, like, Mission Impossible mode to try and find out where this honey is coming I'm from. I'm surprised they weren't playing the music. And I lo- when he finally gets to the honey farms and sees what's going on, these After being in a pin fight with... Uh, the supermarket worker. Exactly. And bonding with some other bugs on a windshield on the way there, he finally gets to the honey farms. And I love these beekeepers because they are the most <laughs> nefarious characters. They're like they must tackling have... and wringing their hands and twirling their mustaches about how much they love being shitty people to bees. They must have Boy, told the animators. Boy, we just love putting bees right. under our subjugating thumb. We need, to, we need you to make these guys look like the most conniving, evil corporate the, bastards in the world. Because they feel like they're like some of, they're the actual people that care about bees in real life. Beekeepers, yes. Yeah. They, they are, they are the, the biggest supporters of bees. Yes, I know yes, it's they just are. they also make money off them, but they still like do. That makes them their advocate because their livelihood is dependent upon them continuing to exist as a species. Right. Yeah, they let bees and, do and what also, bees do, Yeah, which and, it's not as though they are like 
putting them in tiny little chains no. and forcing them to create more honey than they normally would. They just take extra honey from them right. and leave the rest well, of it with and them. In, and in real life, the trade-off there is that the bees make a ton of honey because they have the nearby food resources needed to do that. Mm. They have protection from predators and elements. <laughs> the bees are in the ideal bee situation. Yes, they have bee medicine if needed from their beekeepers. So they produce way more honey, honey than they'd normally be able to yes yeah they all have tiny (laughs) that's right uh and so beekeepers are are able to come and take a lot of that honey because the bees don't need all of it they're producing at a super excess because of all of these other factors that are taken care of well they only produce the the super excess because we keep taking if they kept they would stop making honey if they ran out of room to make honey. And then they would lay on their couches miserable and squirt cheese into their face. They would hate it. Well, no, that's in this world. I mean real bees. Yeah, real bees would also make cheese whiz to squirt (laughs) into their faces. That would also be honey. (laughs) In in this movie, though, the beekeepers (laughs) are just the most comically evil. Like, when when they open up the briefcase that's got the new super smoker, that they used to smoke at the bees the and steal their honey. He's, the Thompson. The beekeeper's like spinning it around like a revolver and he's like, oh yeah, this baby spits out three times the tar and three nicotine. times the nicotine. Double the smoke. Double the tar. Double yeah. the tar. Oh, it's it's so comically over the top. I love it. And then it's at this point when Barry sees what's going on with these right. poor and little... Like, at this point, it begs the question, what does Barry do? You think he might start a bee uprising he's gonna tell his hive of the injustice that he's seen and he's going to lead a revolt and it's gonna get bloody i don't think i would see that in this movie that's that that would be a surprise but that would be a potential outcome <laughs> no, okay Here, is it any more surprising than what actually happens next? <laughs> no listen no. listen no, you're, you're asking the wrong question the real question is what would jerry seinfeld do in this scenario <laughs> and jerry seinfeld in this scenario would, would not go lead a revolt. He would go to the legal system. He would go yes. sue someone. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what Barry does. He decides to sue the human whole human race. And surprisingly, Vanessa is on board. She's like, you know what? I'm going to help she you did sue the him. entire... Why? Why? She wants, she wants to fuck. She's thirsty she's for not, those bee buns. Yeah. She's the nicest bee she's ever met. She really she's thirsty for that, love, honey. I love Ken's response to this. He's like, what do you mean? I feel like How I'm taking crazy pills here. are you hanging out with? Uh, he has a reasonable point. He has an incredibly reasonable point. <laughs> she's just fucking. She's fucking that she's Chris weird. Rock mosquito. She's fucking the ladybugs on on the windshield. And, and, and she's and like it really gets driven home later when they're on the plane. And this again, skip before, but when they're on the plane at the end of the movie, and she's just like, "Well, I guess I can't fly a plane." And like beeping the horn and going, and yeah. making it's like, oh, you you really are just like a crazy like, yeah. Like You're a, loco. A child adults. Like, you need help. Ken, it's miraculous. Ken might have been your, like, caretaker, not your romantic partner. Right. The I don't idea know that you can handle here. a flower shop by yourself in Manhattan doesn't make a lot of sense It doesn't to me. help. Is there some inheritance money that's, like, making this possible? They sue the entire human race. Yeah. And... Specifically, everyone in charge of well, honey. Well, yeah, specifically the major... The five major food corporations that are producing honey and i like the courtroom scenes mostly because i like john goodman and Me he too. makes a very <laughs> yeah. fun lawyer his I mean, accent is the most over the top thing this is not what god in god. God. you needed like seven more syllables for bees and honey to be it's, it's like he's trying to he's trying to speak around a hot pocket. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love his character, and I love 
the scene where he's like intentionally dissing all of Beatum and right. other he's, bucks. He's, he's like, making he's making comments to infuriate Barry's them, friends. Any uh-huh. of them to sting. That are the same comments that they've made themselves early, like early on in the like tour of the bee of the Honey Factory. Mm-hmm. His uh, his friend turns around and he's like, "Oh, there's a hot bee behind us, Barry," and he's like, "Oh, that's our cousin." And he's like, oh, look, our cousin. Distant, distant cousin. We're all distant related. Cousin. But then later, when he, they're pretending to be pollen jocks and they've got the pollen on their clothes and stuff, a couple of bee girls come over to start flirting with him. And he's like, aren't they our cousins too? And Barry's like, ah, no, no, they're distant cousins. So, yeah. like, it's a common knowledge that all of the bees are related, but right. sometimes it's weird and sometimes it's not. And In the courtroom scene, John Goodman <clears throat> lawyer is like, is it true that y'all all get it on with your cousins? And this apparently just infuriates. Right. Well, and then he talks about his man. human this, girlfriend. Like, are you a little closer than good friends? Maybe he's your little big, big bug. bug. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't these not your real parents? This, <laughs> Bar- Barry's bee friend. I forget his name. Uh, but like, yeah, I he thought is, it was Ken. I was wrong. He's this like effeminate. Adam Flamin. He's just like. like he's, he's not effeminate. He's, he's just if you lanky and the, wussy. And like, he, he looks like the kind of person that you Jerry know, has Treasure Planet. You know, Treasure Planet. He's yeah. like the, the, the dog robot? professor. That dog professor dog is way professor. cooler than this guy. He's like what that dog oh, professor. Yeah, he's not this guy this wishes he was as cool as that dog professor. He's he's like the worst version of Miles from uh, uh, the Atlantis movie. <laughs> it's a uh, you know who you know who played him who? who Matthew Broderick the worm scientist. All right, yeah. If you get Matthew Broderick and you just like stretched him, like made him unreasonably tall but kept him the same mass, yeah. that's sort of the like vibe this guy would have. The least violent human being, maybe, well, B, that you could imagine. <laughs> but, like, he well, goes he really, into I mean, a he really literally... Gets pissed off when, when the John Goodman is dissing all He goes into a literal Beatum. murderous rage that he is willing to die right. to attack this man. He might as man. well be strapping dynamite to his chest. Yes. he. Uh, it's been established in the movie multiple times that you don't just go sting someone, because when you sting someone, you die. Yeah. Vanessa even asks it, because some guy that they're walking past in the New York City streets is... Like makes a racist comment about bees, and she's like, "Oh, don't you just want to sting them all?" And he's like, "No, I, you know, that that would kill me. So I just practice like transcendent mindfulness, meditation, meditation. You kick a wall, you go for a walk, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's clearly established: you sting someone, you die, or you probably die. I mean, they say probably. In this case, they fill him with honey via IV and then shove one of those plastic swords up his ass. Like and from like, a somehow like a sandwich saves skewer him. swords? Yeah. yeah, and this somehow saves him. Oh, so it stops organs, guts from falling out. Yeah, of his right. so his organs won't fall out of his butt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You'd think they could use like a band-aid or something, but no, it has to be stinger shaped for it to work. And it's, well, like, I mean, it's like a prosthetic penis. Like, is it that way? So you feel like you've got something down there, you know? Although, although that's a step up, my dude, because that'd be like if uh, if my penis got chopped off and you put one of those two by fours in its place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then it's clearly not your penis; it's a two by. Like, there's still a weird well, no, it disconnect. Would, it, it would be more like yeah, you got one of those. Yeah, except the sword still does the function of the stinger, so it'd be like it, it would be like if you got a like foot and a half long dildo yeah. and shoved suck that. Just imagine. Imagine the bulge you'd have, have with a two-by-four down like, reeling there. it all in before I get into my car. <laughs> reeling it in. You can't reel it in because it's stiff all the time. Exactly. No, and you just get one of the floppy ones. They they successfully prove that 
Or, or I guess they win the court case because despite... Show Goodman, me the smoking gun. Yeah. John Goodman has proved that they're violent and can't be trusted. He's running around in like a little baby thing instead <laughs> of a wheelchair. Because he got stung and he like was... This is where one of the memes comes from, where he's like slinging himself all over the, yeah. uh, the tables of yeah. the courtroom and apparently he hurt himself. So he managed to find the, the biggest... Well, baby still, bouncer in the world. He's still playing that up because that's all because of the sting. Right? Yes. Uh, but then, you know, he's like, where, where's, where's your proof? Where's your evidence? Where's your smoking gun? And that's, yeah. where, that's where Barry comes in and he's got the little, the smoker deluxe yeah. 3000 that does triple the nicotine, twice the tar. Right. And, oh, and John Goodman lawyer is like, oh, this, this is nothing. And he squeezes the trigger yeah. and knocks out like half the bees in the courtroom. And right. Because like, oh. that's one half of the courtroom. We didn't. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is what a smoker does. Like, it's not like right. it's not as though this is like new information. Nobody knew. It's, Nobody yeah, knew. but we always thought we didn't know it had a negative effect on them. It right. doesn't. They're just fine afterwards. No, they had now have a nicotine addiction, <laughs> which does not come up in the movie. world. Apparently, it's, well, a lot of loose things are in this. After movie. this happens, the jury stands up and starts jumping and shouting, "Go bees, go bees!" Well, because he also pulls the species card about like working <laughs> under some, the white man. They, yeah, they made some weird comments there, uh, but they win the case, <laughs> and as part of the settlement, they get all of the honey back. Yeah, and this is. At the Humans end of the courtroom that... scene, the end of the courtroom scene is where the movie kind of falls off for me a lot. Because oh, yeah. It's like the rest of it. I understand you hate it, Rick, but the jokes felt tight uh, and they were rapid fire and they kept coming. And I'll they were give funny. you. I'll give you mm-hmm. give you rapid fire. There's a lot of jokes. <laughs> no, I, I liked I liked a lot, a lot of, of those jokes. jokes. But like um, this is where they get they change their mind about those loose ends. And there's one in particular, which is the of all things, the impact the ecological impact because the bees get their honey back. Yeah. And suddenly they're like, well, we don't need to make any more honey. Yeah. So we're all just going to lounge and we're going to sun ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. It's not like like they want to like sell the honey back to humans for a profit. Right. They're just like, we have enough now and I guess we're going to stop. Honey is the golden elixir. It's their gasoline. It's their water. It's their blood. Apparently. Yeah. If you have that much honey, you don't need anything else. Right. And yeah, but they already is there food. They already didn't need anything else. Any time. The writers decided. No, honey. They had they had the ability to use so much honey that they were using it for unnecessary theme park rides. They didn't need more honey. And yeah, but no, no bee had a day off in thirty two thousand years. They are miserable on their days that. off. Well, when you have a bunch of days off back to back, it sucks. But right. every now and then would be good. They only live for like seven days. So like the one day that he had no. on, he's miserable. He didn't graduate until day nine. <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's technically like 40 days, I think. Keep up with the we war, We do Rick. not see them have, oh, the problem is that we've had so many days off. It's immediate. It is the next time we see these Because bees, that's four years of time on their in backs, real like, people oh, time. Yeah, it's multiple do. years and all of a sudden every plant on earth has died because there's no pollinators. <laughs> right. yeah. And yet, and yet despite the fact that they that bees have such short lifespans enough time has passed that every blade of grass flower and tree in central park 
is basically dead. All, and all of our bees are still there and fine. Also, I'm curious, does grass need pollination? Like, does every single thing so. need pollination? I, I think so, yeah. I every plant no. needs pollination. I, I mean, they can reproduce by other means, such as budding or having runners or rhizomes, so it's basically a clone of themselves. In the long term, eventually, yes, it's going to make them vulnerable to disease. But in the short term, they can just reproduce themselves. Well, and, and in real life, we obvi- we know that there are many other pollinators besides honeybees. Like right? you need, if like, you want to have seed, you have to be pollinated for that seed. purpose. But not every plant right. uses seed. Correct. Also, I just looked it up. The lifespan of a honeybee is 30 to 60 days. So this entire right. movie presumably happens over a week. Because it's not listen, like he's reaching listen, like middle age be, or late age. If you're going to be also, upset, <laughs> if you're okay, be upset they talk about, about the how, science. They talk about how his parents are apparently not his parents because they would all have to come from the same queen yeah, and so they're yes. just pretending they're his parents yes. no, they're even though they <laughs> they still need to be raised yeah right? rick you've heard of adoption before this movie is baffling <laughs> <laughs> even I though he it. he has to be like some like whoever sired it his dad also sired him or his dad I, I, he looks too much like his dad which a lot of the bees look alike but yeah that bee specifically looks the most like him just aged up, which is weird to me. Because he's just his dad. This movie doesn't make any goddamn sense. I feel like but I'm taking this, crazy pills despite, over here. Despite, despite all of this logical inconsistency, the hill that the writers decided to die on was that if the bees have too much honey, they don't pollinate, and the entire ecosphere collapses. Yes. yes. Almost instantly. And not only are bees the only pollinators, so every plant is going to die almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And in a very, like, you look at it and, oh, no, a bee hasn't been here in a couple hours, so it shrivels kind of way. Yeah. Uh, But also, the solution to this problem, because Barry comes and talks to Vanessa. Vanessa's like, oh, my dream of owning my own, you know, being a florist, having my own flower shop, it's dead. And she's being real shitty to him about all this. Despite being the one that enabled his lawsuit against the humans. Like, this is all his fault, even though he had no fucking idea, even though he should have had an idea, because he's intelligent as a human sure but she's a human and she works for the flowers she should know yes <laughs> so but she's pissed it's, it's, off at him and she's like she like she's like all right i'm barry i'm just i'm done and she leaves and she's heading into the taxi and she's like i'm going to the parade of roses no you're skipping an important detail oh, because there's this moment where barry's depressed because the ecosphere is collapsing and vanessa's depressed because her flower shop is done for and <laughs> barry looks at her and he's like <sighs> Suicide pact? <laughs> yeah. She's just she's, dead she's like, how would that even work? And they go on with it. She's like, how would that work? I, I sing you, you, you step on me. <laughs> that would just kill you twice. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Oh, great joke. That, no, that was a solid That's ass joke. That's a solid ass joke. Uh, Crazy pills. He... <laughs> She leaves to head to the Parade of Roses because mm. it's her. It's been her it's dream. The end of the world, right? And it's the last flowers in existence. And he gets this idea, Vanessa, roses, roses. In this universe, roses can pollinate every plant, apparently. And so he, <laughs> that could be a literal line, word for word, in this movie, and I would so believe it. He, they they go to the Parade of Roses and they steal a float. Right. They then take the float to a plane mm-hmm. because the plan is they can't just start pollinating from there where there are sev- like hundreds of floats all covered in flowers. Sure. They need to take one float back to Central Park in New York because that's what's going to revive the worldwide. And at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just Central Park that's gone down. But they make a point of saying these are the last yeah. flowers in existence in the world. And so they bring these flowers back over the plane. And this is where he goes up. 
I don't. Why is Barry going up to the cockpit? Is because they're gonna they're like gonna they're take, gonna run into they're delays. They're taking too long. Yeah, yeah they're taking the too rain. long. So he goes up and he's trying to talk his talk some sense into these pilots and accidentally pulls open a inflatable dinghy, which is well, in the cockpit them, for some reason. Even though everyone's seeing the news that bees are sentient and cool and shit. Right. When he goes up there, one of them is still like a species. It's like, there's a bee on you and goes to kill him and he... You think it, that guy just like enjoyed honey and he's pissed and he's like, I'm going to kill this bee. <laughs> that would be fair. Well, it wouldn't be fair, but I would gig it. Sure. I mean, he wants honey. It is just a bee after yeah. all. Uh, the the pilot and co-pilot get knocked out by an inflatable life raft that's stored in the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> and so Barry calls <laughs> Vanessa up, and they're going to have to land the plane. And this is where we've already talked about Vanessa is just dumb goo-goo baby well, brain. Well, first they're trying to talk to Flight Control or whatever their name is. And that dude's angry about Barry fucking everything up, so well, he's not my, going to help them. My name is Melman Dishwater, and I'm pissed. <laughs> he's not going to help them fucking land the plane let all those people die no. because of Barry. <laughs> it's, it's not like what you expect from a movie where, like, the pilot and co-pilot are knocked out, where yeah. he's like, all right, I'm going to walk you through this. You see that switch on the console in front of you? He's just like, oh, the pilot and co-pilot are down. I guess you're fucked. I don't know if he's just like, he, like, already knows that the world's ending because of, like, eco whatever. Sure. And he's like, fuck it, I don't need to save you people. They're going to die anyway. He just does not care. Yeah. And this is where Barry makes an impassioned speech over the intercom that apparently some B reporters are already there yeah in the flight control tower and so they pick up on barry's impassioned speech and they relay that news to the hive in central park and so because they've got cell phones built into their antenna into, of course. that's yeah. right we it doesn't talk come about up that. but but yeah the, the, all the bees have uh, antenna cell phones um and this is where the you know the impassioned bee slogan comes in that really rallies all the bees to their cause because bees get behind a fellow black and yellow hello and they repeat that 12 years they had to make a catchy slogan the specific line is we're not made of jello we get behind a fellow black and yellow hello I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how. It, it's they like they watch Stuart Little and they're <laughs> like, like, this kind of sounds like that. What happened <laughs> is they is Jerry Seinfeld walked <laughs> in the room, bleary eyed, holding a cup, cup of coffee that, had years, it, that was full of Bailey's and vodka. And they asked him, hey, we need a slogan for the bees. And he went, we're not made of jello. <laughs> we'll really um, get up behind a fellow. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. And the- Hello! <laughs> <laughs> this rallies every And they beat. all looked at and each they- other and went, are, are, he's the boss. A bitch, he dig it. He's the boss, so I guess what, we go with What this. I might have expected might have been like, they're going to make a play on the fact that bees fly, so they know how to fly, sure. including yeah. planes, and he's somehow going bit. to land the jet. Well, I, he tried that a little bit, right? Because yeah. he's like flying there, hovering with his arms out, and he's like, all right, Vanessa, look at me. Control the plane like like I'm moving, right? Yeah. That's why I thought it was going to be that. Well, because they, they were like, does anyone there have any flying experience? He's like, as a matter of fact. He even says the line, he's like, Vanessa, a plane is just a big metal b i'm not sure about that not sure about that one barry uh and then they rally the they rally the hive and i expected it to be something like oh we can't see where the runway is but then all the bees would line up and they'd do like their flash like you'd see the bee flashes where they like shimmer and change their colors and sure. stuff and so you'd see that and they would like, like guide them home or something so like that. i don't right? know like how much how much a, the average honeybee weighs but one honeybee can carry four honeybees while flying. Somebody asked. So it can Chat carry GPT. four. It's four times whatever its weight is. So however many, however much that is for a plane, is how much they would need to carry a plane. 
without getting ripped off from like fucking wind chill and shit. Okay, okay, ready? Here you go. A honeybee. About to do an algebra problem. Caleb, will you get your phone out and get the calculator? I need. I'm gonna need some math here. Ready? Um, the average weight of a honeybee is 115 milligrams. How many milligrams are in a pound? Okay. There are 40, we'll round this up. There are 45,400 milligrams in a yeah. pound. We need to get a to 175,000 a pounds. A 747 airliner uh, weighs 910,000 pounds. <laughs> so how many bees need to live in the single hive in Central Park in order to it carry It wasn't just in that out. hive. There were the other hives in Central Park. Too. There were, they, they said digitally it was at least a million bees, but I don't know. Okay, how. a million bees? Listeners, I'd buy it for a million bees. Listeners, solve this problem. <laughs> <laughs> if if know, we can't right? get them to we'll... send in AI art, they're not going to solve the bee problem. <laughs> and I'll give you a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Doctor, he'll, he'll let you take I'll... a sip from his garage full of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's mine. No, you, they should, can have a coat. you should give them a little bit because I mean, it's gonna go flat before you can finish it. It's mine, Brian. It's mine. <laughs> that they, bee mentality. The, the bees go buy a carbonator. The bees aren't made of jello. They do get behind a fellow. They yeah. are black and yellow. Hello, they come up and they they catch up to this seven to this airplane flying. Like above through the layer and through the cloud layer. Well, they through go the thunderstorm. They go over the rain. Do they, they go over the rain? <laughs> no, they fly through the all clouds I, to get to them. All I know is there was never rain in that storm. There was one lightning bolt, and that's it. They get every single Tom Cruise Top Gun pollen jock yeah. to come out of retirement. Well, it wasn't just crew. pollen jock. Pollen jocks were leading the... The, was it other bees? Yeah, it was, it was all his parents, jocks. and it wasn't just his parents. parents were on the ground, they were on the ground. Yeah, the, oh the yeah, it was just the pollen jocks lifting I'll the. There's a lot of million pollen jocks. They catch up to a plane, yeah, and they all get under the plane, and they are going to carefully bring the plane down. Yeah, and I thought, okay, you see a bunch of bees carrying this plane down, mm -hmm. and your thought is that's unrealistic, but okay, whatever. It's a little sure. kids movie. They're going to like help slow it down so yeah. they can get to the runway and come to a complete stop. But that's they not have what complete happens. motor control over that plane. <laughs> what happens instead? Like, the, the other bees are pretending to be a flower, and they're saying, Barry, you have to think bee. Think bee. And they finally <laughs> do like the weird bee like dancing thing. He's like, even though he's on the phone, he's like, I can feel it in my bee jeans. Like we just we have to fly like a bee down there. And apparently the girlfriend Vanessa is piloting the plane somehow, mm -hmm, like indirectly mm -hmm. through him because it starts buzzing around he, like a he bee. He tells her to find the flower and she's like zooming in on other flowers. She's yeah. like she's pointing there's the plane a flower at on the flower another plane. On a, yeah. And then there's on a dude's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then she finally sets down on the giant moving flower. Which is cute, you know. Sure. And then and it's at this point where But the flower know, didn't need to exist at that point when they had that much motor control. They can just over land the, on the runway. Yeah, they can it do whatever they to, want. Yeah, they don't have to create a fake flower for see There's the, no more mm, thrust issue there. Th this is a real plot hole in that movie. That's the only one. Everything else is <laughs> Everything been fucking ironclad. Fucking tight. <laughs> they have they have perfected this in twelve years of painstaking <laughs> riding. And rewriting and re re rewriting. Rick looks like he's about to bust a gasket. We may need to get an IV drip of honey. They in have crossed the T's to the point that they no longer look like T's. They look like bees. They look like bees. <laughs> it's at this point Barry makes another impassioned speech, and he's like, "Hey, 
everyone back to work. And they're like, you know what? We love work. And actually, we're going to take this pile of maybe 300 flowers and repollinate the earth. Which and is, then... fun. well, that totally makes sense to me because as soon as you repollinate a dead plant in this world, it instantly comes back to, back to life. back to life. So right. it's, it's exponential growth there to it's where it's a, just it's like a shot so of much adrenaline. repollen. Yeah. Everything comes back to life. Everything's good. Uh, the hive makes him a, an official pollen jock. He gets his jacket and everything. Life is good. You know why they couldn't rewrite this shit? Why? Because of how long it took to animate it. By the time, if they wanted to rewrite shit, it would take another 12 years. So it's like, we have to live with this. Why didn't they just write it before they got to that animating scene? They did. 12 years ago. <laughs> 12 years. 12 years ago, this was a banger. <laughs> or uh, actually. A buzzer? No, because this came out many years before 12 years ago. Like, right, what year boys, did this come out? Like, I did oh, the wait. math. 2007. You did the math. Yeah. I did the math. Okay, go on. I was wondering why you were so quiet over there. So. How many bees would it take? It would take 111 million. <laughs> That's not enough bees. They only, they only, they only dig a hundredth bees. of those bees. <laughs> oh, but gosh. they were. We didn't. We didn't consider the possibility that they were all like jock bees. Oh, that's true. They're all they're all the Chad pollen yeah. jock. If bees. a standard honey those bee- have the those have the proportional strength of a hundred bees. Well, no, they have the proportional strength of like a hundred bee. bees divided by four. So twenty five bees. They have the <laughs> that's still not enough. They have the yeah. proportional strength of a bee because they are a bee. <laughs> and the ones well, that are outside the hive bee, are probably the ones we're going to uh, base all these things on. <laughs> Those, How like, much drones? do you weigh, Rick? Did, didn't at one point the lawyer say, hey, are these bees on steroids or did I dream that? <laughs> yes, he said that. No, he said he's probably on steroids because he was just trying to like... like he was the, trying to discredit the bees. He was right? doing the Donald the Trump, like just throw out whatever bullshit and hope it sticks. The, the pollen jockeys, they, they were probably on they steroids. Are. No, they were the perfectly steroids, bred. The steroids are also just honey, though. Absolutely. Yes. What, what is the the Aryan race? Like, they are they are like... What off the Holocaust, what? Brian? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what... Like what? Heading back to Schindler's List. Over what were here. the super humans that Hitler wanted the humans that, that to be? Was, was that like very the purity of genes? That, that's what the honey jockeys were. They were bred to be the perfect bees. They're like three times as tall as the average bee. They're at least like five times the they're weight. They're jacked. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking jacked. Okay, the Aryan bees in the, this I, Jewish you know, bee movie. Rather than heading towards uh, Hitler's super Aryan men, maybe I would have used super the metaphor. Aryan bees. Use the metaphor of like the Captain America super soldier serum. Like they gave these bees no, some of that. They're, they're not that strong. You're, you're also assuming that the bees are the heroes. They're not. They're the villains. They like literally. No, Barry's the, the villain. They literally cause the. No, they just decide not to work, so the entire world is going to die because they're too lazy to actually just get up and go do their job. They, they don't care. They're just bees. Exactly. My favorite part Rick, of this. Movie. How much do you weigh? I weigh about 150 pounds. How much can you lift? Uh, on a good day, like if I've been working out regularly, sure. I can do about. 200, 210 pounds. So about 1.25 Rick. So how many of you would we need to lift a 747? A lot of me. (laughs) You can carry your weight and one-fourth of your weight, whereas a bee can carry four times its weight. Yeah, okay. So they're pretty strong. They're not just bee strong. That's that is the strength of a bee. You've just but described sev- the strength of a literal bee. There are several different types of bees, though. Yeah, but those bees had the proportional strength. What is your favorite part of this movie, Josh? <laughs> We're about to start watching uh, Rick's hair fall out in real time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, rub some honey in it. Uh, my favorite part. I mean, this- honey does go in a lot of hair products. That's true. It does. My favorite part of this movie was uh, watching Rick lose his absolute mind. <laughs> um, 
No, I I liked a lot of the humor. Uh, we laughed at several of the jokes. Yeah. Consistently throughout the first. Sometimes two. in spite of the humor, but True. also still funny. The ironic humor is can still be yeah. funny. Um, for about the first two thirds of the movie. Sure. And so I like the humor. It's dumb, but I had a good time with it. I'll say that the last third of the movie is my least favorite. It seems like the jokes just aren't there. They just kind of bank on you finding it's like Vanessa and pl- Barry getting into a disagreement funny. It's and like, like they didn't plan on having the movie go past that point. Right. It's like well, they didn't because, plan this movie at all. Because the first two thirds are constantly filled with zingers and sight gags. Zingers. And then the last the last third is like the humor is just in you should find this concept funny. Like what's happening is funny. They don't actually write in the jokes and the funny sight gags nearly as much. I mean yeah. there's still some scattered through but it's not nearly as much. Uh I already said my favorite part was the first was the humor, but I'll change that immediately and say that my favorite part was the nefarious beekeepers. I found those yeah. I found those guys way funnier than I should have. They were caricatures. It was because of how comically nefarious they were. Uh, this movie was made infinitely better by how much of a pissy bitch Rick was the entire time. <laughs> I was a sleepy um, bitch. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't like sitting over there grumbling. I was just like, yes, you were. You, you were grumbling. You were constantly grumbling. What are you talking? We In sh- your sleep, you were grumbling. We should have watched Ant-Man and Quantum Quantum. I wanted to watch the other bug movie. <laughs> I mean, we, Ant-Man. We really need to watch the prequel to this. Ants. Stop. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you. <laughs> Verbate, he saw Ants and he's like, I can make that movie, Look, that Jewish Brian, bug movie. Brian. But then 12 years later, he's like, making a movie's pretty hard, you guys. <laughs> Brian, if someone requests Ants before it gets to your turn to pick a listener request movie, we can do Ants. Oh, yeah. If you pick it. Yes. Um, but that's the only scenario where we're doing that. Uh, Ants is this, not a banger of a movie, but it is more. It is even more airtight than this perfectly airtight movie. I think, I think it would push Rick one step closer to slitting his wrist. I think he would have a great appreciation for Ants after seeing this. You think he'd have a better appreciation for the B-movie after seeing Ants? Well, it's like whenever... It really well, provides the context for appreciating I was the kind gonna of say, bug-centric movie. It's like anime, but it's really like any series the one like... Game of Thrones came out. There were all the pretenders to Game of Thrones. Like, oh, we need to gigging on this fucking shit. Sure, 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 sure. Jerry Seinfeld was just like, this is the future. It's the fucking, (laughs) the bug movies, the Jewish bug movies are the future, where it's all like a big megaphor for like unhappiness in your everyday life. Uh, I give this movie. Did you give it your least favorite part? I remember your favorite. Uh, Just the last third of it. The humor was flat and it just kind of fell apart. And also... Just visually, I mean, everything was gray because that's yeah. kind of the, the point world is, is everything dead. was dying. Sure. But it just made the, I mean, the movie was not interesting anymore after after the court, after like the lawsuit finished. Yeah. That was when it stopped being interesting. It was. <laughs> uh, I give this movie four out of five romantic interests in your cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Rick. <laughs> Go on. There are a limited number of moments you get in your life. (laughs) You only get so much time on this earth. Bees have much less of that time. And we chose to use a night of it. We have watched worse movies than this. Yes, that is absolutely true. We have so much more to talk about in this movie than like... A fourth of the movies we have watched. That's not true. <laughs> not a fourth. A fifth. I, I will go down to a fifth. Just your face when I gave it a four. And the subsequent, 
I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen you pull your hair back in frustration that hard. Genuinely. And we've watched some shit. <laughs> Josh. Yes. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Go on. We watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> Yes. And you were a salty fucking bitch on that entire yeah, I podcast. I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's funnier than this movie. <laughs> Significantly funnier. More effort went into that movie than went into this entire thing. I don't care how long it took. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. No, I it mean, is, you can drag your feet for 12 years. It is, <laughs> it is incomprehensible to me. <laughs> that you enjoyed this movie at all it's not a good movie it's not funny i understand that like you were laughing how would you it. how would you know you slept through it <laughs> i i'm i i will address that go on i am taking into account that that like you it seemed to me you were laughing at the movie rather than with it and that is a different I did, thing i did both that's fair i'm, I'm sure that there were there were some jokes that genuinely landed even that for suicide me, like, joke killed me <laughs> but um but um yeah uh but i this movie is dog shit i wish we had not wasted our time watching <laughs> i feel like there are not only better choices on the list of listener requests but also just infinite number of better movies we could have watched but what was your favorite moment <laughs> <laughs> my favorite moment was at the end of the movie when, <laughs> when the, the suffering the was TV ended <laughs> when the uh boyfriend of vanessa sees the shop that somehow <laughs> yeah. he that somehow the bee and vanessa have put together over the course of his 60 day lifespan and he is now a, a practicing bee, bee lawyer practices law and is working to help a cow because she produces she's basically in the same situation and he looks up at the sign and goes, that bee is living my life. <laughs> and something about that absurdity, that worked. I, the I madness he was experienced, sure. you could empathize with. I really could. The, the way his life is falling you apart. You don't even know if they're actually gagging by the end of it. Like, it seems like he maybe moved on. They're like, they fucking. Ne- yeah, but they never kiss or like, it, they just... They're that's fucking. Too it seems like they theme. should be fucking, but it feels like they just weren't ready to make that step well, in this his, movie. Well, his friend Adam Flamen was like, you guys are making out. And Barry's like, no, we're not. And he's like, you, will, you would if you could. <laughs> so it seems like the intent is there, even if like physically like there's some barriers. Be off in front of each other. Beat off. Ooh. Yeah. That's honey, too. Of Give me that nectar. Is. Least favorite part, right? My least favorite part is the glass thing. It bothered what, what me you, so what much. What do you mean? Where he's like flying into the window trying to leave? Yes, trying to leave. joke. Of all of the details. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's one of the jokes that's actually funny. It's that's not, why it's funny because you have to like suspend disbelief. Like he's an intelligent thing, but he's still doing the stupid bug thing. Yeah. That was my least favorite part. There's a formula there, Rick. <laughs> There's so many other worse things in this movie. That's are. one of the funny jokes. He thought the light bulb was a sun, and he didn't remember there being a 75 on it, Rick. Yes, I agree. I lo- that is the second least favorite. That also bothered me greatly. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going insane, and I give this movie one glass that I wish to bash my head through so I can use that glass in an inappropriate way. Ah. <sighs> Out of five, Brian, your turn. Your your ratings are a little addled right now because you're a little sleep deprived. I am. So, I am. I am. We ex- understand. I am extremely. What sleep time deprived. did you get in this morning? We got into the house at about one in the morning, and then Gross. I had to be up for work at like six. And Jamie woke me up earlier than that. 
So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would do it. And I like closed my eyes for a few minutes on my lunch break, mm. but I had to get up quickly. So I am, I'm just all over the place. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's pretty much exactly what I expected this movie to be, except I thought the jazz line played more of a part, because that, I saw that everywhere for the last fucking decade, it's just like, you like jazz? I only remember him saying you it like once. smooth jazz? Yeah, exactly. Okay. He did. Okay, when, I, when we saw and, it, I was like, was and, that and it? And he didn't even say that to Vanessa, that was him, like, psyching him up, himself up and trying to figure out yeah. what his opening line would be to, to like, break B-Law yeah. and thank yeah. her. Well, we didn't see the Snyder cut of the movie, the real version <laughs> of the B-Movie. <laughs> Yeah, Seinfeld was the four hour supercut. Yeah. Oh my god! After, it was twelve years of enmity between him and the directors, and his That's dream right. was squelched. Apparently, there were cut uh, parts of the story. Like there was a queen character who got like her part of the story is completely taken out. So her voice actor became the lady who led the the little fun boat that they rode to figure out their jobs. Oh, okay, mm. sure. Uh, but yeah, other than the the smooth jazz thing, I really thought that was coming up more. This is exactly what I thought this movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't know it took 12 years and five times the money that Shrek made and just... <laughs> and yet made bank? Yeah, I don't... That, I, I've been looking through facts like, why did it do so good? Because it's clear, like, its rating isn't good. Like they made a hundred million the, dollars. Did you enjoy the humor? Some. It made you laugh? Yeah, but I wouldn't give money to this movie. Sure. It's, it's like Transformers movies, like fucking... There are some things I appreciate about those, but I don't think those should be the face of Transformers, so I'm not going fair, to pay to see enough, those movies. Fair enough. And I, 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 uh, uh. Favorite and least favorite. Favorite is, hmm, there's some pretty good singers in here. <laughs> Probably Patrick, just as a character, like being the one, like, the one sane person. You're talking just, about Ken, Patrick yeah, Warburton? Yeah. yeah. Love who, the one who's just like, am I the one taking crazy pills here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as his favorite. girlfriend is slowly being stole away from him by a bee. Well, and they're not like being subtle about it. No, they're just no. like I'm going to date. Like, other he comes people. home from work late, and he's like, "What's be- what's the bee doing here?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh, I I didn't know you'd be home. I, I you said I you were going. You never called, and you were gonna be late. So I just invited I just this invited bee over. Barry over. Yeah. That's all. He's Wait, just having dinner. To be fair, like anyone else." In this situation, would be like, it's a fucking bee. I don't care. You can hang out with a bee. But there's clearly <laughs> shit going on. Right. <laughs> it happened. seems like if it wasn't a bee, she'd be banging somebody. Even though it is a bee, I think she is like, I think that he is like being her clit like a little punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just into being cut. That's an image I did not need. Okay. <laughs> I mean, surely you've seen porn of this. I have not. No. no. Strangely, I, I've missed it. <laughs> I'm sure. Brian, I, what does a bee dick look like? Black and yellow. <laughs> it really Brian, gets behind, really behind a fellow. <laughs> Hello. What's your least favorite part, Brian? Do bees dick? Or are bees like fish? Brian, what's your least favorite part? Uh, <laughs> just the over... The, the 12 years it took them to not fix the airtight storyline here. Where did you hear that it took 12 years to make this, by the way? In the fun facts of like... I think they lied. It's not what it says in the production facts on the Wikipedia. How long does it take in the production? Four years. And it took him a week to write it. That piece of shit. No. That's still too long, but... Why did he only take a week to write it? Because he got paid after I mean, that I week. I guess he made a hundred million. Well, he didn't buy himself. But fucking, I, I guess he knows what he's doing because right. they make it work. It was probably a seven-digit number, all the same. Uh, 
That's my least favorite part about this. It was <laughs> nominated for best feature animated, best animated feature film. I must have been a dry year. year. The Golden yeah. Globes. What oh, came out that year? The Golden Globes are bullshit anyway. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but how long have they been? That, that's my least favorite part. Okay. Uh, overall, a <laughs> the production schedule is your least favorite part. <laughs> well, it's my least favorite part is that he made so much bank off of this and didn't fix. Oh, uh, the principal. Okay, yeah, okay. the jokes are fine. I just. Don't think he should have made that much money off of those jokes. Because <laughs> uh, what was that really shitty movie we saw? Well, like, I w- I'm glad the guy I'm blind. Like, didn't that have, like, a crazy, crazy small budget? Yeah. It did. That also didn't get released because the recording got corrupted. So. Yeah, but fucking... A hundred million dollars <laughs> went into this movie and this is what we got. <laughs> Unless the $109 million was also a lie, but I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know anything anymore, but... Uh, is he the one that got in trouble? Is he the one that got in trouble with his stand-up? Did he say the no-no? No, no that was... I mean, there was, was there was a bot that, that yeah. was doing uh, that well, stuff. Yeah, well, he, and you're thinking no, of Michael Richards, though. Yeah, it was Kramer. I'm thinking of Kramer. <laughs> yes. Uh, three out of five. Uh... Fake is that too much for you? Rick? <laughs> it's way too much. <laughs> it's a shiggy movie, but just the jokes by themselves are enough for me. I'm actually laughing at the idea of someone like listening to this podcast and like making a drinking game of out of how long it takes from like the start of one of our <laughs> in, the, in final thoughts to like the final moment when we actually. There's say a our lot rating. to digest here <laughs> on multiple levels of like creation level of comedy level on on budget level on how much money it made le- like. Is I it, will say this. I think this movie does say something about humanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> Caleb. This movie took us to the brink of insanity. <laughs> Maybe it was just Rick and the vibes I was getting off of him, but it was like the lights were slowly getting darker in the room. Like a Lovecraftian horror was going to come crashing out of the television. This movie was unbelievably stupid. And yet was, it has some redeeming qualities. It's hard to turn my face away from the fact that some of the humor is amusing at times Mm -hmm. while making me cringe in my soul at the same time. Yeah. True. Yeah. This was my favorite style of games for a long time was when you're like a tiny thing or a bug in like a giant world. Like a mosquito one. Yeah. I I fucking love that. I mean, that stuff still slaps. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. Anyhow. One of the thing I suppose I enjoyed the most was John Goodman's performance <laughs> as the prosecutor. He like the what he like the undulating jowls that he adds to his <laughs> accent is thoroughly amusing. Not to mention the antics of like fl- when he gets stung in the ass, he flings himself at the jury <laughs> and at the judge and at the audience, and he puts on quite a performance. It's so weird, he didn't phone again in this movie. <laughs> Serious actor, I suppose. He is. And, and I enjoyed his I always bring 100%. That's right. I mean, he does. I think that when we are introduced to the the couple, Vanessa and, and Ken, when he flies to the window first and foremost, that scene was just really chaotic for me. And I found it difficult to follow and establish identities. Sure. Even if, like, I don't, I don't care if he's bonking his head against the window. It's dumb, but all of this movie is dumb. That part felt the most nonsensical, besides the fact that the last act just doesn't really <laughs> need to be the there. He's carrying the plane around. Yeah, all of that. I'm I, just gonna, I wish they had. We've been, been through that at this point. I wish they had just, if they're going to have him fall in love with her, like, 
Go all the way with it. Like, you don't have to have them make out or anything, but have them be like a fucking item by the no, end. No, apparently it wasn't intended because in interviews later, Jerry Seinfeld was like, oh, after after watching it, once it was done, I'm like, this might not be appropriate for children. It's kind of implied that they might have a romantic thing there. And that's he, not something we... He daydreamed about her. I know, <laughs> but apparently that wasn't like what was intended, according full, to Jerry. full of shit. I agree. <laughs> With all that being said, I'm going to give this movie two out of three days of college. All right. It's not bad. That's yes, not, it is. I mean, no, no, it's yes, not, it's it not Wait, that bad. Wait, two out of three? That's like four hours. That's because he was in the film. It was three days of college. The number should be five. Okay, so, so it is a two. Four out of it five. is a two okay. out of five. Okay. Uh, oh, a two choo- out of five. I choose to believe you gave it a two-thirds out of five. <laughs> I'd like to officially... Uh, give our listeners an apology, uh, not for this episode or this movie, because that was a lot of fun. But uh, when I looked at who requested this movie, I looked at the l- wrong line. John Sekatowski gave us a different suggestion, but not this one. Uh, B movie was requested by Nikki Nikki Bobicki on Twitter. Thank you, Nikki Nikki Bobicki. <laughs> Nikki, I hate you. Wonder personally. if they like this movie. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, also, Rick, I feel like you should retract your hatred of John Sekatowski. John, I, I, I apologize for my <laughs> harsh words. They were spoken in anger, and apparently I should have just directed them again at Josh because he gave me the wrong name to direct my hatred towards. If you'd like to listen to more harsh words and directed in anger, you can find more of our episodes on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. <laughs> Shut up. If, we, if you get a chance, please leave us a rating and follow us on Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.